Let's get your book published. Sharing the truth while giving you tips, tricks, and secrets about the publishing industry with your host, Nicole Gabriel. Hey guys, Nicole Gabriel here. I'm the host of the Let's Get Your Book Published podcast. I'm also the author of multiple books, a book designer, and a publishing coach, as well as an intuitive business coach. I've been in the book business for a while now, and I've helped many clients get their book published over the years. On this podcast, I share personal stories, client stories, and the truths about the publishing industry. I hope that you're doing well. It's been quite busy for me lately, and I'm grateful for that. I am blessed to have such wonderful clients during such an unusual time in human history. If any of you are listening, thank you for your trust. I am blessed not just to have the partnership, but I am also blessed because I just love what I do. We've got lots of books coming into print soon, and as such, I have been slacking on getting my regular podcast out. I've had lots of new clients coming in, and when that happens, that means lots of planning and thinking about approach and strategy. The unfortunate thing is I don't have much to show you at this stage, but I do have a lot to tell you. My new clients, Brian, Brandy, Christine, and John, are all working on book cover images, and repeat client, Jim, is cruising right along on his second book. We've already got his jacket and several rounds of interior layout complete and edited, and he's preparing to print his first proof book. Some days it's hard to keep up with where everyone's at, as they all tend to be in different stages at different times. I do take notice, though, of certain themes that run throughout my week and generally address those in a podcast as a reflective process. I often look at both successes accomplished and hurdles overcome. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and I really want my clients to be very happy when they're holding their finished book in their hands. So one of the themes I've been watching this last week is a concern about how the book is perceived. Brian already had worked out some branding, so we've already nailed his cover design, and now he's completing the manuscript with the editor. Jim was looking to create a book cover and interior design that was consistent with his first book, so we brought all this together pretty quickly and without much question. In fact, he provided me the cover image and we plugged in the details. But Brandy, Christine, and John have taken a bit longer to nail down the look and feel. Brandy and John are writing personal development books with a bunch of experiential stories, and they are still working through writing the book and bringing the content together. So as a result, it's taking a bit longer to pull together a look and feel because they're still working through all the content. But Christine's book is more in alignment with today's podcast, and I will be highlighting some thoughts on this as well as the others. The subject of today's podcast, writing a book for online training, showcasing your expertise. Generally, when an author sits down to write a book, they are a subject matter expert in something. They have oftentimes acknowledged a common weakness they have the ability to turn into a strength. There may also be a need to write a book that becomes more of an instructional manual or textbook in some cases, and perhaps one that can also masquerade as a business or coaching book as well. 
Having a dual or multifunction book that serves many functions is not hard to do. In fact, it's smart business. There can be some unique thinking required, however. What I mean by this is that you don't want to give away everything that you're teaching in the book, but you do want to give away enough to teach solid lessons or skills. If you earn an income as a coach, teacher, trainer, speaker, or have some other functional skill set requiring you to show up in person or online, then you need to not give everything away in a $24.95 book that would traditionally earn you a nice income. You give guidelines and basics for the material in the book, and you give the rest in your in-person event that you use the book as an excuse to draw attention to. For example, I wrote my Let's Get Your Book Published book, and in it, I speak of editing and guide you that now it's time to get an editor. But I didn't tell you who to use yet. You've got to leave some room for expansion. You want enough to showcase your center of expertise on your topics, but not too much that you're giving away the farm. And the way you present your book also matters. The graphics must speak to your target market and fit the genre as well as inspire someone to pick it up and engage with it. The cover has to let people know that you are not just teaching, but you're providing value and just what the value is. The reader wants to know if they invest the time in reading the book, they'll get something out of it. In fact, they want to know what value it offers well before they dig deep into reading. And if they're in one place, then they want to know that you will, at the end of their investment in time, deliver them to their final and desired destination. And if you have an engaged reader, they are also going to want to know how you can better serve them in the future outside of the book. I recently worked with Christine to design her book on listening. It was being designed for a corporate environment. She didn't want the book to look too masculine or too feminine. She wanted something that was neutral and didn't offend or persuade in an improper direction. We went through probably 50 different designs before she settled on having no images and only words on her cover. The irony is how simple the design is, yet how long it took to get there. So what is it about Christine's book that inspired me to say more about it? What I like about Christine is that she has done the time in her industry and already has a business model and website in place, and she's got a very good understanding of the audience she serves. She's done all the legwork, so putting a book together at this stage makes a lot of sense. There's a real purpose and need for it. She wanted to have the book serve as a tool to showcase a corporate program she put together to help executives and their organizations to listen. She's not selling the book online to random buyers, although I don't think she'd mind selling a few to random readers. Her goal is to showcase the book in her corporate networking. She's pretty laser focused on what she offers to her target market. She will build out the program behind the book as well. She will pitch the program and her book through her corporate networks. One will create awareness of the other. Ideally, this is the best way to introduce a book when you already have something up and going. So let's talk about the look for the book. This is where Christine got a bit hung up. 
Since I'm also a book designer, this was an active and engaged process with many Zoom calls to nail down her final look. When it comes to design, you want to keep in mind that logos and brand image are important here. What goes on the cover of the book is also likely what moves into your online program, website, branding, and all marketing and collateral materials. She had already spent some time nailing down colors and fonts with another designer, so when I designed her book, I had to keep these in mind. They also already had her website and some simple images defined for buttons and talking points on several pages. So adding another image seemed to be too much for the book. One of the images in a prominent position in her marketing materials and website is a mountainside trail. She uses the trail in talking points in her program, but placing this on the cover of her book would make it look like a story about traversing a mountainside trail. Perhaps her book would have developed a personal memoir-style look had we used it. And should she ever change that image on her website, which is highly likely as her brand expands, she would have to consider redesigning her book cover. The idea with a book is to always do your best to remain timeless in both the appearance and the content. Otherwise, the inevitable reprint is in the near future. When you're using your book for a training program, whether that is online or in the classroom, you want to create chapters that can move into training modules or easily break out into core topics. This works the same for speaking. You can have most of your speeches defined by core topics in your book. When someone asks what you speak on, you simply refer them to these chapters in your book. And many times when you speak, you might be asked to break things down into more detail in breakout sessions. So this gives a meeting planner the ability to choose specific topics far easier. What a book allows you to do is further elaborate on what your core competencies are. You might tell people you're a doctor, for example, but they would have no way to readily know what your core specialties are. In a fast-paced world, a book quickly tells people who you are, and of course, the gift of a book always makes friends. If first impressions are everything, then you've already stepped ahead of your competition. When you're growing a business, building out a platform, showcasing your program, or coaching or consulting business, a book gives people the opportunity to get to know you better before they invest in whatever you have to offer. The greatest secret is to offer so much value that they come back for more over and over. And another wonderful secret is to put things in your book that are also found on your website and easily printed so that readers can put it up in their office to share with coworkers or clients. This might be something you offer in your program, like the top five secrets on why listening to your customer is important. The juicier the content, the more value and intrigue it provides. If it's not your book you're known for, it may just be the helpful tidbits hanging around that create a reader, customer, follower, or fan for life. When you write the book for the online training program, you may also want to consider referring over to a workbook for additional exercises. This can be a companion for those wishing to expand on the knowledge shared in the book. As you write, you may want to note references to exercises in the workbook. So keep this in mind, especially if you're not producing both at the same time. 
you might introduce the book, then the program, then realize a supplemental workbook would be nice at a later point. Try to think it all through while you're writing your manuscript. And in some cases, you'll need to make sure that you have any websites built that you're referring to so that you can gather all the proper links to reference in the manuscript. It can be a bit hairy if you haven't done all the link checking in advance and then you've printed a book with broken or missing links. Writing a book with so many dynamic activities requires that you not just think about the content, but also the business behind the book. Many people think they'll write a book and then make it work for coaching, teaching, and training later, but the fact is this needs to all be part of the original plan from the beginning. Nothing you do with a book should begin with a wait-and-see attitude. You don't go in having the attitude of build it and they will come. You build it with intentions from the beginning. This intention should always be identified well before the writing begins. If you can begin the foundation of the program you're building without a book, then you really have identified a need. Adding the book will legitimize and solidify the program. Lots of people think it works the other way around. But to be quite honest, I'm a very detail-oriented and organized person, so it's not likely I'd ever begin anything without first writing out all the details. Some of us need the book writing process to really focus on the details and flush things through with the end goal of a book. All I'm really saying here is have a plan. Don't just think people will all of a sudden work like magnets because you've written a book. Everything needs purposeful intention first. And on one final note, before we close up this episode for today, if you're looking to build an online training program for your book, consider using the Kajabi environment to host it. I don't benefit in any way from telling you this, but I have built my platform on Kajabi and it saved me a ton of time because you don't have to go play website developer too. The environment is all there, but sometimes you do have to think through the writing so that it also coordinates with how it's displayed. You have to have a functional understanding of the environment so that you can talk to the interface or sequence of how something flows in the manuscript. So do make sure that you think about all the website function flow and interface and coordinate accordingly as you write. There's a lot to take into account as you bring it all together. I'm happy to guide you on writing a manuscript, planning the back end, and building the book or workbook for your online training when you're ready. For now, I'm wishing you peace, love, and light. Check out our online book publishing program. Join our email list or earn a great income by signing up for our affiliate referral program over on our Let's Get Your Book Published.com page.